You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams, like he said, hosting Right Side Radio, where we are, just like the man just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. I am so enjoying being here. It is an honor to have this platform and to be able to be with you every day from 2 to 5 uh, and, and talk about the conservative principles that uh, you and I both hold dear and, and believe should not be allowed to diminish. Um, it, it's, 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 just, it's a joy and, and the very idea that the different aspects of my life get to swirl together like this. I've got, I've got all my time you know, in the military, tours overseas, in two war zones. Uh, I'm a practicing attorney. Uh, I spent years in full-time ministry. Uh, I was a state senator. Um, it's just, you know, all of that is swirling together right now and giving me an opportunity to bring you perspectives that I hope are going to, you know, just do all the things I want this show to be for you, which is to, just to entertain you, to enlighten you, to empower you, to educate you. Man, we're having a good time. Hey, listen, before I go any further, I got to tell you about my friends at ZLA Solutions. ZLA Solutions. I was just at their office this morning. I mean, these folks have got it going on. If you're looking for a job, They've got them on their website, ZLAUSA.com. Lots of good jobs posted. If you're looking, by the way, as an employer to hire people to fill out the workforce ranks at your, your business, they are the people to turn to. They can help staff out your business. They can do the headhunting for you. It doesn't matter what kind of people you're looking for, blue collar, white collar, no collar. It doesn't matter. They can square you away. And they can also help you with your logistics and your management. All said and done. ZLA Solutions. You can find them at ZLAUSA.com. They like to say, ZLA, we don't make it. We just make it better. That's ZLAUSA.com. Well, listen, by the way, if you want to advertise on Right Side Radio, because we have some of the best supporters. I mean, people are already finding out about this show, and they're like, how can I advertise? Well, go to RightSideRadio.org. That's our website, RightSideRadio.org. And there's a place on there where call my friend Bobby. He will square you up on how to advertise on the show. And we will, we will be glad to have you. Uh, we got some of the best support. Our supporters are like all our friends. Uh, they, they, they're, they're people who believe like we do, and they just jump in there and, and do what it takes to do a good business. Ah, man, Copper, um, you've heard of the Tenth Amendment, right? Yes. Okay. Am I putting you on the spot? Because there's, there's like multiple amendments to the Constitution, but this one is regarding states' rights. Um, and you've probably heard about it, because I think I mentioned it like in the last few days, but you've probably heard about it in general because of your level of education. But that Tenth Amendment comes into play on things like immigration. Mm. And, and, and so... Here's the thing, y'all, we've got to watch right now. There are multiple ways by which the the liberals, progressives, the Democrat Party is trying to revise society. And one of them, I believe, is is the lax manner and, and the selective manner, by the way. How about that? They're selectively lax. They're lax on the southern border. They're hard on Cubans. If you look at the demographics there, the voting demographics... Cubans have um, openly often been a fairly conservative voting bloc. Just, just look at Florida. That's where Senator Marco Rubio comes from. That's where Senator Ted Cruz, his family, were immigrants from Cuba, I believe. And, and they, by and large, tend to be more of a conservative voting bloc because they know what communism was and they know what it was like to be oppressed and they don't want their people back under that thumb. Whereas the southern border, for whatever reason, 
I mean, I could just try and speculate, but I don't know why it'd be worth it. But the reality is the, 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 the southern border does not tend to produce that level of conservatism. Mm, go figure. And where is the border porous right now in the Biden administration? On the southern border. So states, y'all, states have got to take full advantage of the fact that the 10th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution does offer them the opportunity to express themselves. The 10th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution is literally there so that a state can say, on our watch, we have to do certain things for our people. We have to be able to have a say in what happens. And when the federal government is, is, is literally not helping, is literally hurting the opportunity for self-governance, the 10th Amendment says, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited to it by the states are reserved to the states respectively. But you know, you also have the situation where uh, too often the federal government will do things that hurt the states and the states do have a right to say something back. Our Attorney General Steve Marshall, who we'll have on the show one day soon, our Attorney General Steve Marshall has been taking the fight back to the federal government for, for encroaching upon the liberties and encroaching upon the values that we hold dear as a majority here in Alabama. Well, we've got to do that. Here's something that's happening right now, um, and I'm going to get into a minute the fight that we had in the Alabama State Senate when I was in the Senate about immigration. But if you look right now, uh, truthfully, Texas is ground zero for what's happening in the immigration bill. Texas, Governor Abbott, recently said he was going to reallocate $250 million in state funds as a down payment to finish out the wall. And then immediately after doing that, he got half a million dollars in private donations to the account. You've got public-private partnership right there, but it's the state saying, we have a Tenth Amendment right to take care of our own sovereign borders and our own citizens. And federal government, if you're not going to do it, will do it. And he's committing $250 million of state funds to do it. Man, that, that's huge. That right there is a state's rights issue. And Alabama has been at the center of the same fight. And I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But I do so. I'm going to go. I'm going to go take a call real quick. Uh, we got Joe from New Hope. Uh, he's got some thoughts about Cubans being conservative. Joe from New Hope, you're on Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. What you got? Uh, thanks for taking my call, Phil. It's Joel, but it's okay. Uh, yeah. I was in the army for ten and a half years. I've been called much worse. Uh, <laughs> as far as the Cubans being more conservative, uh, it's because of the oppression and, and the dictatorship they're under in mexico i think that they're oppressed as well but but they're bedazzled by the liberals saying hey we're going to give you a bunch of free stuff yeah I, I totally agree and 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 that is happening um but but they they certainly know the cuban uh people and the cuban immigrants and the cuban american community uh, that lives here in the United States. You're right. They they have lived under oppression. Some of them still have families that live under oppression, and they can tell firsthand what is happening. And the very idea that it'll be painted differently by progressives like Black Lives Matter that issue statements saying it's all our fault uh, is is antithetical to common sense. Hey, Joel from New Hope. Thanks, man, for the call. Appreciate your service too, by the way. I'll take one more call, then I'm going to unpack some more things here. Dorothy from Huntsville has got some thoughts about Russia and Cuba. So, Dorothy from yeah. Huntsville, Phil Williams on right side. How are you? All right. Um, it, it, I don't know how much worse things can get. <laughs> you know, just the way things are looking here and there and everywhere. And for us, just, 
I mean, like the aesthetics coming over and, uh, you know, busloads being moved around, dropped here and there. And my comment about Russia quickly, uh, they, they commented that they're throwing their support to the Cuban government, of course, and no one's talking about that. Now, I'm wondering, can't we get a get a busload and send over to uh, Delaware if uh, Biden wants to drop a bunch of uh, Hispanics to come over the border here and try to burden our citizens? Well, Dorothy, I, Dorothy, I think we're I think we're losing you there. I'm hearing your signal breaking up some, but but thank you for the call. So the bottom line, is what Dorothy was saying, I believe, is that the that the immigration policies don't make sense, and 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 truthfully, there is uh, there's a lot to be said for that. And in the Biden administration, what she was referring to a moment ago is is right now we got reports in just in the last 24 hours that the Biden administration is is taking illegal immigrants who come across the border and ask for asylum and and putting them into U.S. military aircraft and flying them to different aspects or different parts of the United States. And they won't tell where they're taking them. They, they, they literally so so states don't know who is flying into the airstrip and and being you know offloaded in their communities and and certainly I, I don't think they're being brought there and then turned loose into the community one would hope not but at the very least they're being shipped in why are they being shipped all over the nation if they came across the southern border and we have to have a place for them why don't we set up a u.n style refugee camp to, to give them what they need there as opposed to shipping them to kansas or flying them to alabama and it, it makes no sense but listen, let, let, me, let me tell you about something that's happening with regards to immigration. Conservatives, uh, Tom Cotton, Senator Tom Cotton, who I have a great deal of respect for from Arkansas, he, he, he put out something today that I had not heard, in, in, but I respect his opinion. And so I'm quoting from him, understand that. I've not seen the bill, but I am quoting from someone who has seen the bill. He says that conservatives have got to focus on a critical fight that has got, not gotten enough t- attention. The Democrats have an effort right now to stuff amnesty into a budget reconciliation bill. And then here's why that matters, he says. The Democrats don't have 60 votes for amnesty, so they have this new trick. They're going to pretend that the biggest immigration bill in decades is part of their budget and then pass it on a party-line vote through a process called reconciliation. Reconciliation allows them to bypass the filibuster requirements. So here we have the Biden administration already causing the most severe border crisis in decades with open border policies. Cartels are coming in, moving heroin, fentanyl, meth, and cocaine to the U.S. at a time when drug deaths are at a record high. And if the Democrats are allowed to pass this amnesty bill through the reconciliation process, it's going to encourage even more illegal immigration and promote disrespect for our laws and solve nothing. It means, Tom Cotton says, potentially lower wages for Americans, higher deficit spending, increased crime, national security issues. They want open borders and no immigration enforcement, and apparently they want amnesty. And there's a move amongst cons- uh, liberal Democrats in D.C. right now to pack the uh, immigration amnesty into a budget bill and try to pass it on a procedural vote as opposed to openly uh, allowing debate uh, and using the procedures that have always been in place. Now, I said a minute ago that this impacts Alabama. Copper, go ahead and cue it up. We're going to go to the break here, but you got to come back after this. Because listen, folks, I'm going to tell you about the fight that we had in the Alabama State Senate. I'm going to tell you about when they flew undocumented immigrants into Alabama, but why that was different than what they're doing right now, flying them everywhere, because there was a vast difference. There is so much here 
I mean, and then it almost it almost pains me that at the bottom of the hour, we're going to switch topics to go to education, but that's a big one, and we got to do it. So right now, we've got an immigration policy that says Cubans are not welcome despite the fact that you want liberty from an oppressive communist regime that has been hostile to the United States for decades. But on the southern border, all, you know, Ali Ali income free, everybody come on in. And, and, and that is not consistent foreign policy or domestic policy. And it's got to get rectified immediately. It's a national security issue and it's a state's rights issue. I'll tell you more about that right after this. AM 92.5 FM WVNN News Talk Giant of North Alabama. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio where we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. I told you this matters for Alabama. Let me tell you about the 10th Amendment again. The 10th Amendment to the United States Constitution clearly states that states do have a right. In the absence of federal law to the contrary, states have a right to the care and well-being of this and the sovereignty of their own borders and citizens. And, and there are times, though, too, when the federal government either has overreach that has to be addressed or the federal government has an absence of law or, for that matter, in the case of immigration, the federal law is not being enforced. So when I was in the state Senate from 2010 when I got elected uh, up through uh, 2018 when I chose not to run again, House Bill 56 was one of the most contentious bills that I ever was a part of, and we did that in 2011. House Bill 56 was an immigration reform bill. Now, if I had to sum the bill up, I'll tell you this. If I had to sum that bill up, all it literally was was a bill that said, hey, federal government, if you're not going to enforce your law, we will enforce your law. And here we are as a state with a sovereign right under the 10th Amendment to do so. And so we passed this bill. And, y'all, I have seen some contentious things in the Alabama State House. That one was probably the most contentious. Not as much on the members on the floor, although there was definitely rigorous debate. I mean rigorous debate. But the amount of protesters in the hallways of the legislature. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean, literally, I'm talking about radicals who were, who were up and down the hallways screaming at us, you know, posting signs, bringing children's pictures, you know, and, and, and trying to tell us that we hated babies, we hated Hispanics, that we hated anybody who was, you know, of, of color. And it was, it was the most gross representation of overreach in the rhetoric I've ever seen. I can remember going down the hallways because what happens in the state Senate is they sound the chimes. If you happen to be in your office when it's time for a vote, they sound the chimes so you know you have like a short amount of time to get back to the floor for a vote. I'm coming down the hallway. Protesters are locking arms to present a, prevent us from coming down the hallway to vote. I literally got elbowed in the ribs by one as I pushed my way through the line because I was not going to be deterred from doing what I was elected to do. House Bill 56 would have allowed the arrest of people if the police officers had a reasonable suspicion that they were in the uh, uh, country illegally. It would have, allowed, uh, it would have disallowed uh, illegal immigrants from receiving public benefits. It would have required schools to just keep track of how many illegal immigrants are in their schools, but it would not have prevented those children from going to school. The law also prohibited the transporting and harboring of illegal immigrants. It prevented renting property, uh, landlords, from, to illegal immigrants. It required businesses to validate the immigration status of its employees. 
I mean, this sounds like common sense. Oh, by the way, all of this is supposed to be covered in federal law that the Obama administration at the time refused to enforce. And you can imagine what happened. We passed it. It was due to take effect on September 1st, 2011, and immediately the legal challenges started. Immediately. This is your state, Alabama, asserting itself in what was then the most, uh, the most egregious form of immigration uh, laxity and crisis. On September 28th, Judge Blackburn in the federal district court uh, gave the green light to most of the law. And, of course, it went straight to appeal. And then another lawsuit arose, and the ACLU got involved, and House Bill 56 was challenged. And then the usual suspect, Judge Myron Thompson, who tends to uh, pretty much rebuke any conservative effort in the courts, um, he wound up putting most of it on the kibosh by saying that it was obvious that some of the rhetoric during the uh, debate indicated to him that perhaps it was um, passed with discriminatory intent. I was there. It was not. What we said was we don't care what color they are. We don't care where they come from. If it was the Canadian border, we would feel the same way. If they were in the country illegally by any means, then Alabama was going to say we have a right to say something about this. And we do. Now, that was under the Obama administration. You remember who was the vice president. It was our current president now, Joe Biden. It was under his tenure as vice president and now again in his tenure as president that we have seen the two largest increases in illegal immigration in the history of the United States. I mean, it is, it is amazing to me to watch. Just, just in, in recent days, we are seeing reports that upwards of 190,000 border crossings were seen just in June, and yet President, President Biden claimed it was just seasonal. It's a 450% explosion over this time last year. I mean, typically in summer, we do see a decline on the summer border, but we're not seeing the decline this year because the world knows that President Biden will let anybody in the southern border while at the same time telling people from Cuba, you can't come. Folks, we have got to get a grip on this. The state of Alabama has stood up to it before, and I, I assert to you right now that the 10th Amendment to the United States Constitution says that the state of Alabama has a right to stand up to it again. There are ways and means by which we can do that. But the first thing we've got to do is ask for the federal government to simply enforce the laws that are on the books because it does impact us as a state. Wow. Well, we're coming back after this break with an interview you're going to want to hear. Dr. Wayne Reynolds is our representative to the Alabama State School Board. He's going to be calling into the show. We're going to talk to him about critical race theory and other things. You're going to want to hear this. We'll be right back. This is News Talk 770 AM.